Welcome to the totally independent, completely unofficial, not even in the same state as the Indianapolis Colts, Colts Podcast. Coming to you from the land of brisket and barbecue, Lone Stars and Longhorns, where some cowboys wear hats and others wear helmets. This is the Unstable Blues with Liam and Kevin Hall. It's training camp time. Are you ready for some football? We are going to talk about who had the most to gain and the most to lose at camp. And we're going to make some picks on who will make the final 53-man roster. So here we go. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We are going to talk about defense Uh, a little bit later. We're going to talk about offense, and then we're going to get to uh, some of our maybe bold picks for the 53-man roster. Mm -hmm. Uh, Within each uh, of these phases, we're going to talk about the, who has the most to gain, what players have the most to gain, and what players maybe have the most to lose, okay? Uh, so we're going to start on defense. Defense, uh, Liam, what are your players that you think have the most to gain from camp? Okay, so my first one here is Ngakwe. Okay, Yannick? I feel like he will do well in this new system that he's learning. Okay. And I just over overall, I think he will make the defensive line just that much better. Yeah, absolutely. Like I've got Ngakwe also uh, same idea. I think uh, he's got a lot to gain within the new system. I mean, he's surrounded by uh, you got DeForest Buckner in the middle. Um, you've got uh, a good linebacking core, and so uh, in a, you know a good quality defense. Um, did the Colts make the right choice in uh, in trading Rock to get Yannick? I think so. I believe so. Straight mm-hmm. trade, so we will find out. I mean, uh, that's one area that the Colts did struggle with is getting to the quarterback just a little bit more. So I think Ngakwe can really uh, step it up, and yep. he's got a lot to gain, right? New mm-hmm. system, new opportunities. Okay, yep. what else you got? Okay, I have Stephon Gilmore as well. Okay. I loved that addition to the team. I know. And I feel like he is a veteran corner that we needed that has had a lot of success and that he will just make our defensive backs a lot better in the secondary. And I feel like because he's learning a new system as well, that um, he will do well in the new system. Okay. Sounds good. I have a cornerback as well. Uh, Isaiah Rogers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, he was right there uh, last year. Uh, He had, you know, opportunities here and there, but um, I think he has an opportunity to step into a more of a big time role with Rock gone. Uh, And I think uh, he's got a lot, a lot of headroom and a lot of uh, places he could still go uh, with that. So I agree. uh, What else you got? I got um, just the D-line as a whole. Okay. The addition of Ngakwe, I feel like just the D-line will get so much better and the pass rush will be there so we don't have to keep blitzing our linebackers. Okay. And they can drop into coverage if we need to. And even even I think a three-man rush would be put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. All right. Sounds good. So you're going to go 3-4 now on it, huh? Maybe. All right. Okay. A little scheme change there. Um, Another thing I did... 
with uh, these uh, most to gain, I looked into some of these undrafted free agents. Okay. And let me tell you, yeah. I dug a little deep and the the undrafted free agents for the Colts are real strong, right? The Colts went after some specific need positions and got some guys that can actually compete, I think. Yeah. Um, and so on defense, I have Marcel Dabo. Okay. He is uh, from a small college, um, and DB is what he's listed as, so I threw him in defense, but here's the thing. He's a do-anything kind of guy. Like, uh, he can come in on special teams, and I think uh, he can do a lot of damage. He might be one of those, like, special teams kind of guys, right? Yeah. You have specific guys that that's mainly what they do, and so DB maybe you know, way down on the list of things that we use him for, for the Colts organization. But uh, he's kind of that do anything kind of mentality. He will do whatever you need him to do. Uh, he's, he did uh, kickoff returns, uh, he yep. did punt returns, uh, and even, and you know, even some other special team stuff. So I think he's got a lot of different intangibles that I think the Colts are really like. So I think, okay. you know, those, uh, here's the thing. The, those guys, they have a lot to gain because they're undrafted, right? Mm-hmm. Who cares? Like, even what if do they, they have to lose, right? Exactly. What do they have to lose? They're kind of fighting for just a spot on the practice squad. Uh, anything that they gain other than that is just complete upside, right? It's all gravy. Yep. All right. Most to lose. What do you got? What do you got? Okay. I got kind of another group here. I got the linebackers just okay. as a whole. Oh. Except Darius Leonard. All right, I'm going to accept Darius Leonard because I feel like it'll be hard um, for not only to match Darius Leonard, but also for um, like the other linebackers to rise up and do what they need to make sure that they cover what they need to and stuff like that. Yeah, I have something similar. I picked out uh, Bobby Okirike and Zaire Franklin specifically because of living up to Darius Leonard. Okay. I think yeah. that so many people out there want to say, well, Darius Leonard is really all your defense is. And so, um, I, but I think, uh, I think they can, but if they don't, then that's the problem. So uh, that's yeah. where they're in the kind of most to lose, right? They mm-hmm. have this expectation of doing this great thing, living up to Darius Leonard. If they can't hit that, then that's, that's to lose. Right. Yeah. Okay. What, uh, what else you got? Um, Kenny Moore, the number two corner. I feel like since I I agree with you on Isaiah Rogers, mm-hmm. and I think kind of since that, I feel like Isaiah Rogers will step into a bigger role. Gotcha. And Kenny Moore might not. I don't know if he's necessarily going to be the um starter. I don't yeah. know if Isaiah is going to be the starter. Yeah. But I feel like they'll be really close, and I feel like Kenny Moore could lose his starting spot. Gotcha. So the same reason I have. Isaiah Rogers and the gain is the reason you got Kenny Moore to lose. Yes. All right. Yes. Same same idea. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, I've got uh, some people may hate this. I got Quiddy Pay. Okay. I mean, he's young. He's a defensive end. He's got a lot of upside, but I think he's just got a lot of big expectations, especially with Ngakwe now on the other side. You got the forest in the middle. I think Quiddy's got to step up and really 
come into his own as this young player. Otherwise, it may be one of those kind of uh, situations that's not so favorable for him. No. Uh, I don't know that anything disastrous is going to happen in camp, but, uh, you know, I, I think he's come in. He's got to come in with kind of this motivation to live up to these big expectations and fill a role opposite these other guys that is fitting of the other guys. Yeah. What, okay. What else you got? Okay. My last one, I got Julian Blackman. Okay. He is a second string safety. Yep. I've and last year I remember him coming in a lot. Yep. Because um kind of our our defensive backs got kinda of injured. Like okay. not super big injuries, but yeah. Minor injuries that they were out for a couple of weeks or something like that. Right. And I remember that Julian Blackman got some playing time from that. Yep. I feel like I don't know if this this isn't necessarily like his fault or a training camp or anything. I just yep. feel like he's gonna get less playing time this season because our defensive backs Good should time. stay healthy. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like there's not as much need for him. Gotcha. All right. My last one, I got Nick Cross. Okay. The draft pick, right? Moved up in the draft to get him. You got a lot of expectations, son. Yeah. Can you step it up as a rookie? Mm -hmm. Like he's listed as the number two safety. He's going to be starting according to the current depth chart. Yeah. Can he do that? With everybody else that we have and everything else that they've got going on and these undrafted guys that got nothing to lose... Can Nick Cross live up to all the hype and where the Colts moved up to in the draft to get him? That's, I don't know. It's a lot of pressure on a young guy. So, yeah. Okay. I agree. Well, defense wins championships, but it's a passing league. So what do the Colts have to say about that? We'll check it out after this. We still don't have sponsors. But email us at theunstableblues at gmail.com if you would like your ad to go here. Until then, we just keep telling you about the stuff we do. There are lots of breeders out there. What we know is that there is a need for good temperamented dogs that will fulfill the furry family member needs of your family. That's why our motivation in everything we do is character, commitment, and consistency. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Country Mountain Dogs. Now it's time to talk about the offense. Okay. Okay, so let's just jump in. Mostly right. game offense. All right, guys. Sony coming out of Oregon. Okay. Okay. CJ Verdell. Great running back out of Oregon. Uh, big time injury question mark. Why he didn't get This is another undrafted guy. Uh, and this is why. He had a big injury toward the end of the season. Uh, leg injury. But... If he can get that under control and everything is good, he's rehabilitated, he has a huge upside. Like, he is an incredible athlete um, and very versatile running back. Um, and I think can even push to get into Heim's position if everything wow. goes well. Okay. He's that good. Like, I think, you know, I think it could be a three headed monster if. Uh, if he can heal well, if the injury doesn't affect him, and we'll see in camp, right? Yeah. But once again, when you come in with these questions, you're undrafted and you got an injury, then you have that to gain. Yeah. Okay. I got Jonathan Taylor. I feel like he has stuff to gain. Wow. Because Naheem Hines was the third down back, third and long down back. Yeah. Because he was the check down yep. for the passing yep. teams because he was the passing back. Yep. He's passing I back. feel like... With Matt Ryan, 
there would be more opportunities to see that Jonathan Taylor is also a passing back. Yeah. Because the statistics have shown that Jonathan Taylor got just, I think, maybe three or four less snaps as a passing back than Naheem Hines. Yep. But, like, statistically did better. He got more yards per down. So he's got statistically more yards per down. And I feel like with Matt Ryan as the quarterback, there will be more check down opportunity. Yeah. And I feel like in those play action situations, Jonathan Taylor will thrive. Yeah, I I think so. I I was reading something this week about how much he uh, works on being a complete back and how much extra work he puts in uh, on passing rotations and uh, catching drills and stuff like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I got uh, I got somebody else. You ready? Yep. Nick Foles. Oh, my goodness. The Nick Foles bandwagon once again. Most again. Nick Foles, come on now. You're in a brand new system. You're with your old coach. Like, I think that he has so much to gain here. I'm not saying that he's going to take over the team, but I think, you know, it's it's like riding a bike, right? He's yeah. been doing his thing on these other teams. I feel like it's, he's just going to have so much more of a comfort level with Frank and everything like that. It's so much upside here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So um, I got Jelani Woods. Okay. I loved that pick in the yep. draft. I loved it because we needed a good tight end. I feel like he is a good receiving tight end, and um, I feel like everybody will actually see how good of a tight end he actually is. Yep. My only concern is blocking-wise, but that's a skill that can be taught pretty easily. Yep, yep. Blocking tight end is going to be, I think, where we struggle the most with Jack Doyle retiring. Yeah. But um, another undrafted guy. Ready? Okay. Kikoa Crawford. Who's he? Kikoa Crawford. It's a wide receiver. Um, and he is a, he's all what I call a get it done guy, right? Okay. Uh, I've watched some film on him. He will go up and get the ball for you. He will dump it underneath. He will get the hard yards. Um, he will yep. do what he needs to do to help your offense. And so I think it could take a guy like this who can do all these things and say, yes, I will do it, whatever it takes uh, to come in and maybe help out a little bit. And so, yep. Um, he even even threw for a touchdown, mind you, in uh, in uh, last season. So okay, uh, there you go. Yeah, I have another wide receiver there. Okay, I got Paris Campbell. All right, I feel like he's a third string right now. Not mm-hmm. third string. He's the third uh, starter. Right. So I feel like um, he will step into that spot nicely. Um, he didn't get that much playing time because he was kind of injured and stuff like that last year, and. Uh, I feel like um, the stuff that I've been reading and uh, watching on him, there people have been like, uh, I don't know if he can actually step into a spot where he, how he needs to. Yeah, I disagree with them. I feel like they're saying that because he hasn't doesn't have enough that much NFL playing time, but I feel like he can step up and do, do what he needs to do. All right, I will go off of your Paris Campbell and say most to lose is Alec Pierce. Same kind of idea with okay. my Nick Cross. You're going to be the number one pick. You're listed as the number two wide receiver as a rookie. Can you handle the pressure? Or does Paris Campbell come up and be the number two? 
does Ashton Doolin come up and beat you up? Are you actually a, a are you actually wide receiver four on our team as the number one pick as a rookie, which is totally fine because you're a rookie, but mm-hmm. you're also the number one pick, and so uh, for us, so I don't know if he can live up to that hype. I'm not sure. All the rookies, like I said way back when we did the draft, unproven until proven, and so yep. uh, I'm not exactly sure how that's going to go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have Naheem Hines. Okay. Because of what I said about Jonathan Taylor. Gotcha. The offset of the I feel Taylor. like Jonathan Taylor will prove that he is more of a passing back, and therefore Naheem Hines' type of role in the team will just kind of fall to more of like a still third if, down and long back yeah, if and needed. also special times. Yep. Special teams. Okay. All right. Um, going back to your tight end, I've got Moelle Cox okay. as most to lose. Um, I think there's so much varied talent at tight end, right? Yeah. Even going to Kylan Granson, who was right behind him last year. Now with Jack Doyle out, you know, you need somebody who can catch and block in our scheme, right? You need somebody who can catch the ball well, but you also need somebody who can come up and do the way and block, who can, you know, run with your back down the field, just throwing blocks. Moelle Cox is more of that converted basketball player. I'm going to go up and get the ball. But blocking is not his strong suit. Yeah. So I don't know. I think he's got some to lose because of Jelani Woods, because of uh, Kylan Granson, because of some of these other guys uh, that are in a tight end room behind him. Okay. Yeah. Um, I also have Moelle Cox um, because of Jelani Woods. That's Yep, same thing with Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor. Okay, all right. My last one, I got the O-line chemistry. Uh, you know, there's some changes around. There's some doubt of who's going to play left tackle. Um, so how quickly can they develop that chemistry? How uh, How is that chemistry going to work? Because that chemistry in our scheme uh, is really going to be the difference between, you know, between Jonathan Taylor breaking some records or Jonathan Taylor just kind of being a back, right? Yeah. Uh, the O-line can make a huge difference. Yep. I couldn't agree more. I have the O-line chemistry as well. Yep. Yep. I mean, just got to have it, right? Yeah. see what happens in camp. Next, it's time for some bold predictions from our crystal ball. Who's going to make the team and who's left on the practice squad? This restaurant doesn't exist, but man, if it did, it would be amazing. Mabia's Chicken and Waffles. I mean, it's chicken, it's waffles, it's maple syrup, it's all the fixings that go with it. Plus, it's a family atmosphere. Mabia's Chicken and Waffles coming your way, maybe, sometime? Wouldn't you like it? I know you would. Alright, so now the final call, okay? Before training camp even starts, we are going to make some bold predictions on uh, what might happen with the roster um, coming up when it gets cut to the final 53. All right? Yep. Um, what's one thing that you think might happen uh, for this final roster call? I feel like Malai Cox, not a starter. He's going to be second again. Second okay. string again. All right. Jelani Woods is going to pass him around. He See. will get top blocking well, and he will block be able to block well enough for the Wham to work and all the 
running plays. All right. Sounds good. I would agree with you, Moa. I have Moa Cox, not tight end one. He's definitely good enough to be the second string. Absolutely. You bring him in on, you know, some second and longs and some third and longs. I think he's valuable as a catcher. But I don't know quite his value as a blocker. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mo. If you're listening, I'm sorry. I love you. I just don't know if you have what it takes for the scheme right now. Mm -hmm. That's it. You're more than likely, more than welcome to prove us wrong. Yep. Yep. Do it. Let this be the fuel in your fire. Yep. I got Alec Alec Pierce and Paris Campbell as starters behind Michael Pittman. We all know Michael Pittman started. Yep. I feel like Alec Pierce, I don't know, you probably don't think this. I feel like Alec Pierce is going to start and Paris Campbell will start as well instead of of Ashton Doolin. Yeah. I, I don't have Alec Pierce as a starter. Okay. Um, I think, I, I just, I don't think it's actually going to happen. And I don't think it's anything that he is really going to do. I think it's more what he's not going to do or what other people like Paris or Ashton are really going to do. Okay. Uh, I yeah. look out for Ashton Doolin. Don't sleep. On Ashton, no, I, I definitely am not. I just, like, I just don't know. I, I, I love Paris Campbell too, but I think Ashton Doolin has what it takes to get uh, the big push uh, to get his game to the next level. Okay, uh, I think he's so fast uh, yeah. that I think out of the slot he can literally kill defenses, cut them up. He can slip behind the linebackers right in front of the safeties. He can do that one time, and then the safeties come up the next time and he's burned them down the middle of the field yeah. so I think he's got what it takes but Alec Pierce not a starter okay so I got Isaiah Rogers as the new starting cornerback okay I like it yeah I have him over Kenny Moore I feel like that is probably yeah. what's gonna happen I think that's totally fair yeah so um all right so then here's my other here's my bold prediction okay okay is it a risk it for the risk uh, we can make this a risk it for the brisket. Okay. Sure. Okay. I guess this would be the first uh, one. Yeah, this, this will be the first one. This would be the first one that we get to in the calendar. Okay. okay. Two undrafted rookies make the squad. Okay. Okay. What, what are so, those rookies? I mean, I mentioned Marcel De, uh, Dabo. Yeah. Right? Um, Kikoa Crawford. Yeah. Also got to look out for Trevor Denbo. It's he's from SMU and he was a linebacker. So I know we have. I know I get it, Uh, but you got to look out for him. I'm just saying, like he's got what it takes. Comes from SMU, good big school, uh, undrafted though. uh, Might have a little chip on his shoulder. So I think two undrafted rookies, and it doesn't have to be them. But I'm saying. My risk it for the brisket is two undrafted rookies make the squad of 53. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. I have kind of two bolder predictions. All right. I have... Is this also... Uh, let's do it. Risk it for the biscuit. Brisket. Biscuit. All right. Okay. So um, I got Phil Lindsay getting cut. Oh. Or one of the... Or one of the... Um, Third or fourth string running backs getting cut. Okay. I don't think we need four running backs. All right. Makes sense. 
And this is probably the boldest one. I think we have no offensive linemen getting cut whatsoever. Oh, okay. Because I think that we need those. We need those extra men. Yeah. For because the Colts have had a history of offensive linemen getting injured at the worst times. Yep. Or yep. just injured. Injured. Period. Yep. So I feel like we can't cut any of them. I got you. The depth isn't terribly deep. Yeah. At those positions. That, that's why I kind of said that. As well. Yeah. I think. You know, other than a starting five, I think you only have three or four other guys yeah. at various positions that you can like kind mix of, up and rotate yeah, in. Right. But when you're talking about chemistry, I, okay, I'm with you. Well, next week, Liam is going to be at his own training camp for his high school football. Yeah. So we're going to take a break, which will give us plenty of camp to talk about and catch up on the next week. This is Liam. And this is Kevin reminding you to stay unstable.